0: Yorkshire Dragon Legends The Dragon of Watley. This is a true winged, fire-breathing dragon. It terrorised the counties surrounding Watley, killing livestock and people, and burning crops and buildings. Poplis enlisted the help of a huge and grim knight known as Moore of Maw Hall. A payment more insisted that prior to the battle, he'd be knighted by a fair-skinned, black had maiden or 16. Moore had fashioned himself in a suit of armor studded with spikes six inches long. He then hid in a well to ambush the dragon when it came down to drink. The fight lasted for two days and a night, with neither opponent being able to pierce the other's armor. The dragon sees Moor intent on hurtling him into the air like a ragdoll when more saw the beast vulnerable spot delivered a fatal kick with a spiked boot. Armamentally, the one vulnerable and unpierced part turned out to be the dragon's anus. Legend was recorded in a light-hearted ballad dating from 1699. Some say the whole tale is a satire based on a lawsuit over tithes. In the reign of James First, the dragon being Sir Francis whatley who held the disputed tithes, and more being the authority attorney who set a lawsuit against him on behalf of the nearby gentry, the spike armor being a document full of names and seals of men pledged to oppose Watley. However, several motifs in a tale, such as the spike armor <coughs> well. That almost invulnerable dragon argued that 1699 poem was adapted far more ancient legend what it seems may have once have had a very real dragon the dragon of finley hero of this tale is not a dragon a wizard or a lord but a hen meek little tailor named billy biter was walking walk along among along walking along the cliffs one misty morning he tumbled into the ravine that again turned out to be their lair the true heroic dragon dragon was about to on him when billy over in the park the parking the yorkshire delicacy somewhat keen to cross between treacle tart and gingerbread man he'd been carrying the dragon enjoyed a piece of goo, gooey confectionery so much he wanted more and turned billy loose running home told his wife, insisted on making more parking for the dragon, the world being dominating, she was also a dreadful cook and produced the biggest and stickiest parking in the history of Yorkshire. But he rolled the parking into the dragon's lair. And when the beast began to eat it, his jaws became stuck fast. The dragon flew into the sea to wash the parking away, but was overcome by icy waves. His bones turned to stone. Cane Finley Break, a wild long projection of rocks that juts out of the sea. Parking makes a nice change to death dealing weapon for lances and swords. his odd tale as a dramatic one day sequel, but more of that later. The worm of Loxy Lux, Lux, meal slings by Kellington. Confusing one, this. All three tales are almost exactly the same. Quite possibly more involved. However, one root legend, three Mill, parish of Stonegrave, was was a lair of the giant worm, poisoned breath. The servant would, could rejoin seven segments of itself and a venomous blood. Sir so Peter Loxshay, a local servant knight, found the worm was. Thought the worm whilst wearing razor-studded armour and banishing a huge sword sword. He was aided by the thief, his faithful dog, who nobody in history can remember. The hound would grab segments of the worm wherever his masters loot one off. And ran to the one off, and ran to the neighbouring village of nettington. And this, in a way, this way the worm and the lot rejoined with its severed segments, and was eventually killed. Heaven and the night, were actuated. his hound, he licked his master's hand, and both master and dog died for the worm's deadly blood. In Singespeed version, is Sir William w- 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 Witherville, a dog, his dog who killed a worm, and so comes his blood. In Kennedy, however, it's a humble shepherd, sheepdog, of both perform the deed and pay for it with their lives. The sex howl worm. On a hill on his village is a worm. The worm took up residence. It demanded a of milk and nine cows every day. The venomous breath killed all those who opposed it until a numbness night rode into the sex hell. After a savage fight, he slew the worm and sent it on his way. Asking for no reward, the villagers skinned the giant snake and displayed the hide at nearby Stokesley Church which it remained for many years. Unfortunately for cryptozoologists, red skin has long since vanished. A Handale Worm A beast is a bit of a hybrid. is said to have a crested head and breathe fire like a dragon to have a sting like a withering but a beast be a serpent, serpent, serpent like a worm, presumably. He haunted the woods near to Handel Priory. Devouring young women, eventually a brave peasant youth named Skowawa, Fought the worm armed on only with a sword. After a savage struggle, he slew the servant Found found an heir's daughter in a, its cave. Skowawa married her and acquired vast estates. The wood where the worm once lurked is now called Skowawa wood. As a stone coffin in the ruins of a said to be Skowawa's dragon of whale this true dragon's reign of terror was brought to an end by a young knight named latimer he concealed himself in a spiked barrel when the dragon attempted to bite into it it succumbed in wounding itself seeded in wounding itself once it was severely wounded he emerged and finished the horror of, off from then on the dragon appeared on an armoral bearings of latimer family Billsdale Dragon, this creature is known only from the scanties of rumours. It is a barrel known as Drake's Heel, is reputed to contain treasures guarded by the dragon, which is presumably still in residence. Such as the land, dragons are rare today, though they persist in parts of Asia. Asia and Africa, such as the Flying Snakes, reported from Nibia. Sea dragons, dragon like creatures, are however still around the coast of Britain and some have been vis- visited Yorkshire. First and most dramatic encounter took place on the 28th of February 1944 of Finley Brig. Fishermen have been reporting seeing a strange creature between Scarborough and Flameborough. Pate abet from, from a distance of about three miles. On a dark moonless night, the 28th, Coast Guard Wilkinson Herbert was wandering along the brig when in his own words suddenly I heard a growling like a dozen dogs ahead. Walking nearer, I switched on my little torch and was confronted by a huge neck six yards ahead of me, rearing up three feet high. The head was a startling sight, huge tortoise-like, tortoise eyes glaring at me like saucers, may mouth would be a foot wide the creature's neck would be a yard around. was startled as I was. Shining my torch along the ground, I saw a body about 30 feet long. I thought this no place for me. From a distance I threw stones at the creature. It moved away, growling fiercely. I saw that the huge black body had two lumps on it, with four short legs with huge flippers on them. It could not seem at any tail, could not see any tail, moved quickly, running from side to side, and went into the sea. It was the most gruesome and thrilling experience I have seen. Big animals abroad, but nothing like this. Miss Herbert report remains one of the most spectacular on record anywhere in the world. In 1938, Miss Joan Bovakist saw a sea dragon off east at Lington, in North Yorkshire. I was looking out to the sea from the beach. She suddenly saw a huge creature rise. It was green in colour with a flat head, protruding eyes and a long, flat mouth. which opened and shut as it breathed Its great length and moved along the hump guide. The beast is only 90 metres away and died when she called to another person, people. Miss Bulkhaus was teased by friends and kept quiet about the story till 1961 when the BBC broadcast a radio program about sea monsters. In August 1945, Mr B. M. Ballas of Spitsbury and some friends of his saw a monster. He was sitting on the edge of the low mud cliffs at Houston between and Hunshawsee. He saw a saw creature of head, four or five round humps, each leaving a wake. He's moving rapidly and quite silently along the shore. North westwards in the face of a northerly wind, nobody time believed or report. We were convinced we saw something. This came courtesy of Richard Freeman. Thank you, Richard.